Now, live from the historic River Market District in Kansas City, Missouri, from the banks of the beautiful crystal clear blue waters of the Missouri River, comes Two Douchebags and a Microphone Podcast. Mr. Creepy, mm. you're welcome to ask him anything. You have some sort of personal issue or just anything. You could ask him why the sky's blue. It doesn't matter. Mm. But if you want to ask Mr. Creepy a question and send him some mail, he has an email address too, and it's called oh. AskMrCreepy77 at Lycos.com. Okay. So feel free to ask Mr. Creepy a question, and Mr. Creepy will probably answer. Let's face it, <laughs> he's got nothing else to do. Yeah. yeah so. And Mr. Creepy loves to creep you out, so. Yes, he does. Mm. Uh, such as the uh, man bun question. Yeah, let's yeah. let's ask Mr. Creepy about the man bun. What is it with man buns and man bun guy? Why 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 do people have man buns? Oh, is someone vacuuming me? Mr. Creepy, are you there? Why, yes, I am. Well. I think you just asked me about Mr. Manbun. Is that Mis- what you yes, said? Yes, Mr. Manbun. Why are you they showing know up everywhere? About, like maybe the origin or what's behind the Manbun? Yeah, yeah. What what would possess somebody to create a hamburger of hair on the top of their head? Well, the the best I can recollect is this right here. A Manbun is simply a way for a young man to express his douchiness and hatred for society. I can see that. I can yeah. see that. Yeah, and I have some surefire ways that we'll get rid of some of them. Now, let's face it, some of them are just like, they're, they're I don't know, they're kind of like COVID. The motherfuckers just never go away. Mm, you know, they mm. just keep coming back. You think they're gone. Get them with a fire oh, hose, can of raid. Yeah, it's like, nothing. Uh, they mm. just come back. It's like, oh, uh, douchebag number 2.0 XL. <laughs> All of a sudden, he comes back by, and there he is. Well, here's some of my surefire ways to tell the man bun said guy to get the fuck out. Well, number one. You can say little quips to make him let him know how you feel about it. So, number one, you can always go up to him and answer him as ma'am and her. <laughs> That's a good way. Now, you know, a lot of them aren't that smart, so they don't get that. So they just keep on being little man bun bitch. And you got you to sit there and keep subjecting yourself to their douchiness, and it really, you really just don't like it that much. Mm-hmm. Well, number two, you can look at it back of his hair, caress the long part, and offer to put a streak in it. So, would, you like, would you like a green streak, a blue streak? How about a blonde streak? Don't you want some sort of a streak just kind of identify you as the man bun guy with the streak? I'm guessing he probably also already has a big yellow streak down the middle of his back since he has a man bun. Well, the other thing you can do, uh, there's a lot of different things you can say, but another one you can say is let them know that that a man bun is nothing but a 2020 mullet. (laughs) (laughs) But a lot of them are so douchey, they probably kind of like that, so they just keep hanging around like the disease they are. Yeah, Yeah, just tell them they look like Miley Cyrus's dad when he was popular. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or you can go at it like this. As soon as he walks in the room, you go, look like someone's going to go to... uh, Film an impotence commercial. <laughs> and there are a couple other ones you can throw at him too. Um, personally, first one I like is like, oh my, looks like someone ruled out being an alpha male. Because <laughs> everybody knows you wear a man bun, you're sucking your thumb in the corner, you're pantsless. But my very favorite one. 
that every man bun wearer should be subjected to is you need to carry glitter on you and every time man bun comes around you throw the glitter in the wear in the air and you have a huge man bun celebration yeah. go, oh my god look at here it's man bun guy oh look at woo woo what a this is so cool we got man bun hey everybody come here look at man bun guy come on frolic in his hair oh yeah it in the I imagine for about 20% of those Mr. Man Bun out there, the bun comes off in a single piece because it's fake hair and it's just been, you know, stapled to your scalp. Oh shit, it's the cops. I'm getting out of here. Take off my fake man bun. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Mr. Creepy left. Cops came. He got the fuck out. Yeah, I I, I don't want to know what that's about, but anyhow, we still love him. Mr. Creepy was trying to touch us the entire time, Oh, I let him. I don't yeah. know. Too douche. 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 Christopher, you know our um, elaborate prank section, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I've got one for you. I never told you about Babble Snatch, have I? Uh, no. Okay, if, even if no. I did, just say I didn't know. Yeah. He knows nothing about Babble Snatch. Uh, yeah, I would think I would remember a name like Babble Snatch. Uh, okay. So. <laughs> well, Babble Snatch, this is back in the 80s, probably mid-80s, best guess. Could have been 87 at the latest, but uh, anyhow. Um, yeah, I used to go to the 7-Eleven in Belvedere, which isn't there now. It was knocked down and then replaced way later by a quick trip. But um, anyhow... I used to go in there all the time and, you know, go in there and buy sodas and shit and whatever, you know, mm-hmm. um, rolling papers for my friends, not for me. <laughs> and uh, anyhow, you know, just shit like that. So uh, anyhow, there was this guy in there. He, I don't know, you know, I think he hated long hairs or something, but hey, I, was, I noticed he was nice to everybody but me. Like I'd be yeah, like third I've in line there. and hey, how you know, the first guy, hey, Mr. Jones, how you doing? Oh man, yeah, nice weather. Hey, how's the kid? You know, next person. Hi, Loretta. How you doing? Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's going good, man. I got the got the old Taurus running really good. Yeah, yeah. Come by, man. We'll <laughs> the old Taurus. Yeah, you it. know. <laughs> I come up there, one forty-two. So ha- ha- how you doing, Paul? One forty-two. Okay, here you go. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? How come this guy hates me? And every time I go in there, nicest pie to everybody but me, it's like, you just like, yeah, it'd be 249. So, uh, weather's pretty nice out there. Thanks, bye. And I'm like, <laughs> that motherfucker. So he did this so many times, and he just never talked to me. He wouldn't even, like, hardly look at me, you know? Nice. So, and I never did nothing to this fucker that I know of. You know, maybe <laughs> someone said something like this guy said, you know, that you're a dick or Maybe someone's screwing with him, like, hey, man, he thinks you got a nice ass. Who knows? <laughs> Whatever the fucking deal was, the guy was just a complete tool bag to me constantly. So I was like, yeah. all right, bitch. So I go home, and I think about it. I'm like, okay. So I start calling up, and I go, hey, uh, you got any Babble Snatch gum? What? Babble Snatch. Hey, man, everybody. I mean, I bought it from there a couple weeks ago. Stuff is fucking awesome, man. I'll tell you what, man. You know, Talk to your manager about it. Is this like a breath freshening gum? I, I, I don't, you know. Maybe a bubble gum? Or... I, I just came up with it. And uh, anyhow, the guy, he bit on it, you know. He was like, oh, actually, yeah. like, oh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll check on <laughs> That's it for awesome. you. Yeah, hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. So anyhow, so I called back a little bit later. Yeah, someone called earlier, you know. And uh, anyhow, 
Uh, I'm sure we have it here somewhere, but, you know, I'll talk to my manager about it tonight, and we'll see what we can do. So, anyhow, I have a couple other people call it about Babble Snatch Gum, and, you know, and they're like, yeah, 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 you know, we're we're working on getting it in, okay, you know, the regional manager, we called him, and he said that he was going to work on getting it in here, and and uh, I go, well, you know, I bought it the other day, and it's just so good, and, and they believe me. I go, man, this gum is just so great tasting. And he's like, it's Babble Snatch, right? Yeah, Babble Snatch. That's the name of it. Okay. All right. I would have so, loved to listen into the conversation when he's asking the regional manager about Babble Snatch. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, you know, anyhow, I called down there the next day and I go, hey, man, you know, you got that Babble Snatch gum? You know, and the guy's like, oh, hang on, hang on. I think it's in. We just had a load. Hang on. So, anyhow, so the guy's like, you know, and this load. is the guy I hated, the Paul guy. So, anyhow, he's like, yeah, hang on a second. So I hear him like, yeah, hey, I'm going to go to the back there, and it's in one of the boxes. They said it was coming in today. So, all right, no big deal. So I hear him go back there. I hear some rustling, and a couple people come in. Then he stops. He goes up there. Oh, yeah, it'll be 1242. Okay, thank you. Have a good day. And then he helps someone else. And I hear him go back again. Yeah. I hear him rustling some, through some more boxes. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm laughing my ass off. And anyhow, this guy, he like, for like 20 minutes, is looking for Babble Snatch gum. So, so anyhow so like finally like a half hour later he comes back he goes man he goes look i know we're gonna have it in by the end of the day i talked to my manager <laughs> okay all right man all right i'll come in tonight and i'll get some gum man save some for me man okay <laughs> my name's billy i'll be in okay okay all right i'll save you some battle snatch gum no problem so a couple hours later i call up and i talk to the manager Manager's like, yeah, yeah, I ordered some a couple days ago, and it should be in. If it's not in right now, it's going to be in by the end of the day, I guarantee you. So I don't know how the hell they ordered it, because there was no such thing as Babble Snatch gum. I made this shit up, and all of a sudden, I mean, everybody wanted this fucking Babble Snatch gum. And it never did exist. Matter of fact, this prank got so good to where I ended up, this is, you know, in the 80s before digital cameras even, let alone, mm. you know, there are phone cameras and all the, you know, Photoshop and everything. No you can internet. Do now. No, we had to like cut stuff out of wrappers and stuff <laughs> yeah. and make a fake Babble Snatch gum and take an old fashion, fashion like a Polaroid type of picture. Oh, I forgot yeah. what it was. It could have been one of those old ba- box cameras back then. Uh-huh. Probably the only thing I could afford, you know. Hey, yeah, we actually took cameras. a picture of the Babble Snatch gum, and a guy went in there. He goes, hey, man, I need this. The guy's like, I know, I know, I know, man. We're working on getting it in. Oh it's hard God. to get, man. Everybody wants this Babble Snatch gum. So anyhow, I guess the whole moral of the story is, is don't be a dick to me because then I'll do something like that. And even now, to this day, I'll have a couple of people on my friends list every now and then like, send me a little message. They'll go, Babble Snatch. I'm like, ah! I remember one time I was like working up and fucking... New York or something, and all of a sudden I get a ding, and like I'm I'm on top of this fucking skyscraper there, putting in glass, and I look down and it says Babble Snatch, and I'm like fuck, <laughs> <laughs> I'm up there dying, this glass about ready to fall and kill a hundred people. <laughs> they recover your body and they look at your phone and well the last text you received said babble snatch we yeah. better look into this <laughs> by some guy named dirtbag <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyhow that is uh my elaborate prank section of this unless we throw some more in there but anyhow <laughs> babble snatch never forget it his name lives on that's right folks this is Mr. Creepy, and I'm here to inform you you're listening to Two Douches in a Microphone. 
podcast. What a fucking piece of shit. You know what someone ought to do, in fact they probably have, is is make a synthetic slug slime and make it in like a big bomb. <laughs> so like when the when the bad guy is speeding through the neighborhood in the stolen car, uh-huh. you'd roll out this slug slime bomb and he hits it and man, he ain't going nowhere. He can't steer, he oh, can't yeah. accelerate, he can't even stop. He's just going to slide into the nearest heavy object and that'll be it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great invention. <laughs> I've seen I've seen something like that demonstrated. It's like this pink goo, and they, this person would drive a van into it, and the moment they touch it, lose all control. I mean, you can't turn, you can't stop. If you get out of the vehicle, you fall right on your ass. Like Spidey's web. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, I think this is all water-soluble, too, so it just kind of all washes away when you're done. Of course, the person that's stuck in that has no idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that they can get the water at that point, but yeah. that's great. It's kind of like, open up the fire hydrant, we got to get this douche bag in the jail. It'll probably work better than stop sticks, you know, because stop sticks you can avoid. You have to throw them out right at the right moment. Yeah. We're here, you have like this, I don't know, this huge bag. It's kind of like, <laughs> hey, bring, bring the slug bag out. <laughs> kind of like the coyote throwing something off to get yes. the Roadrunner or something, you know. They have to come up with a good brand name for it, like Artificial Spooge. <laughs> Silly slug. Yeah. That way you can sell it to kids too. Little, there you go. Little eggs of it. Oh man, that'd be what popular on how on uh, April Fool's Day. Little Johnny, what do you want for Christmas? Silly slug. No. <laughs> no. You paint it on the inside of your phone. You put your phone up here. Oh, oh silly slug. <laughs> Play pranks. Yep. Put sl- silly slug in jock straps. <laughs> hey, who silly slugged my jock? <laughs> This is bullshit. Put it on the rim of the uh, basketball hoop so when the player jams one home and tries to hang from the hoop, <laughs> down they go on their six foot seven ass. <laughs> and, and, and then you can, like, you, know, you can take a towel and smack him in the nuts or whatever while no, he's hanging there. Really? All he can do is squirm around on the floor because he's covered in slug slime. <laughs> um, the bull weevil clap. Read up on that sometime. Ooh. The bull weevil clap, and this old guy that I knew that was uh, in uh, Vietnam, I probably should... Well, you know what? You can take this part out of here if, if you like it, and we could put it somewhere. But this old guy that I knew down the road from me that was in Vietnam, he told me that uh, one day, you know, him and a couple of guys um, got a day off from the war, so they went into the nearest town to go look for some hookers, you know. They're like, you know, if we're going to die, we're going to get laid. So, okay, all right. So they go in there, and I guess the, the Viet Cong um, loaded, them full of, loaded the uh, prostitutes full of this stuff called the bull weevil clap. Oh, my God. That yeah. horrible. Oh, it is. So anyhow, he said, you know, they all went and, um, you know, um, did what they needed to do you know they thought they're all going to die so they went and they got laid and the next day when a guy comes in he goes oh my god he goes i hurt so bad I, you know my fucking dick hurts like hell my my stomach hurts i think i'm gonna die what'd they do with those damn hookers so anyhow it, and he started hurting really bad he said it hurt so bad you could hardly breathe you could feel it in your dick shaft it hurt mm. so bad 
So they all go in and I guess it's like a horrible infection. And if you don't get it treated, it will kill you. It will like, you know, go mm. up your scrotum and into your testicles. And uh, anyhow, the only cure back then was, is they had to take this uh, glass rod, mm. shove it in the end of your penis and mash it with a rubber mallet. And then you have to physically squeeze all the infection out of your penis. I've heard of this. Yes. And this took like four hours of mashing this uh, rod and then squeezing all the infection out. Because if they don't get all the infection out right then... It flares right back up. Yes. Seals your pee-pee shut. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, that was the old joke of, you know, there's, you know, if you catch VD, your dick's going to turn black and fall off. But... There are actually there, That STDs. was worst case scenario. Yeah, yeah, it actually will turn black and fall off because the tissue will die. Yeah, it's kind of um, like a grand, uh, a gangrene type of deal, you know, or something like mm-hmm. that. So anyhow, um, yeah, he said after that, he said, no, no, no more hookers. So anyhow, that, that, that would have sucked. Yeah, it definitely would have sucked. So, but I don't blame them. You know, they all thought they were going to die. They're like, you know, if we're going to die, we're at least going to, you know, go have a little bit of fun. Yeah, really. <laughs> of course, what happens if you wind up living and you have no dick? Well, I guess that almost happened to them. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, hell, they were young and naive. They had no idea about bull weevil clap. They probably didn't even know that the enemy could be so vicious to where they would, uh, you know, put these diseases in their girls mm. to give to you. You know, I mean, I wouldn't have thought of that, you know, fresh off of, fresh off of the farm field. One minute you're bailing hay, and then the next minute you're, uh, you're at a war. Then another guy that I used to work with, he, uh, he said that how he found out about, um, about being drafted is, is they sent him a letter in the mail it said, congratulations, your friends and neighbors have elected you to go serve the, them in, this, uh, in the Vietnam War or conflict or whatever they called it. And he's like, I don't even like them fuckers anyhow. <laughs> they're not friends. Number two, if they're electing me to go there, they're definitely not friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to word it, huh? God. You know, Christopher, um, uh, you know, fake book and all that, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. just, uh, it, I mean, what really, I mean, really, what a piece of shit, right? It's, it, boy, it has turned into that, hasn't it? it? Yeah, I mean, it was actually designed as a pretty good idea, you know, because uh, I can keep up with my friends uh, or family even, you know. I keep up with my family in uh, yeah. um, Germany, Canada, Greece. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, it was originally supposed to be something for cl- uh, people who went to school together. Yeah. Or like childhood friends or whatever, when you spread around the country, around the globe. That way, this is a way to keep keep in touch. Yeah. Yeah. So, was, I mean, it got hijacked by idiots, and now the, the <laughs> creator is a fucking megalomaniac, just a yeah. complete douchebag. I mean, not a good douchebag like us. I mean, he's, just, he's one of those guys on South Park that smell their own farts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I don't even think he farts. I don't even think that guy's real. What a piece of yeah. shit. Anyhow, I can't stand Zuckerberg, like most people. Yeah, there's not a whole lot to to like about him. Yeah, 
he's the kind of guy I could like club to death and then I'd bring him back to life and club him to death again yeah. and then bring him back to life and club him to death again just because it felt so good to kill the piece of shit yeah. I would never do this this is all you know just it's satire this okay? is entertainment people yeah this is hot talk satirization yes if you want to put a label on it so anybody out there like the haters I'm getting ready to talk about calm the fuck down you ain't getting nothing here Fucking ball sacks. If we actually go ever, back in your holes. If we actually ever ever followed through on half the stuff we did, I'd be, I'd be really surprised. Oh, oh shit. Or half the stuff we said we would do. Number one, we'd have to write it all down, which we don't. No, no, we don't. And, and then half the time, I'd lose it. So I mean, it'd never get done. Let's face it. But anyhow, all this is just satirization, just hot talk bullshit. Okay. Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg, piece of shit. Curb stomp him, be fun. Yeah, watch his fucking little fucking nipplick horn teeth go flying every which way. He's Zuckerberg. Come over here. I want to recreate a scene from American History X. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Ow. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, you know, uh, there's these faders, uh, these uh, haters on Facebook, right? And anyhow, I, you know, I've known this. But at first, I, I kind of didn't, you know. So, you know, I started Facebook back in 2009, you know. Wow, you started Facebook? Awesome. Yeah, or Fakebook. <laughs> <laughs> well, I started on oh, Facebook. Thank, oh, okay. No, thank you, actually, because it did sound, it did sound yeah, like... So yeah, suddenly yeah. I was... Zuckerberg stole it from me, that yeah. son of a bitch. No, I joined, <laughs> I joined Facebook back on, in 2009, you know. Uh, um, then soon after I joined, you know, my immediate friends, you know, were like, you know, already mm -hmm. knew them. Bing, 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 they're here. Hey, they're here. And they were already suggested for me because we have mutual friends. So I started adding them. And then after that, you know, at the time it was kind of ancillary people that were, you know, oh, did I, yeah, I met them a couple times down there. Hmm. You know, I don't know. Maybe I should send them a request. Not, you know, yeah, it's kind of. Yeah, get them friends of friends and somebody yeah, you casually Yeah, it's like, met. I don't know, you yeah. know. People at work. And, yeah, so yeah. now I don't know how many fucking people I have on mine. I don't know, three billion, something. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. So anyhow. And you hear from like five of them. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I noticed quickly, you know, soon after that, a few people that I really didn't like, you know, grew up with a lot of them or whatever or met them somewhere or something and you could tell you know i didn't like them they didn't like me we just didn't mesh whatever you know yeah well you know they they friend request me and you know my first thought was like you know oh we never really did like each other you were a tool bag to me or whatever or, or you know always a smart ass or something yeah you kind of wonder why are you so anxious yeah, to be it, my friend? But yeah, on the other like, hand, it's kind of flattering, too. It's like, yeah, well, maybe bygones yeah, or... Yeah, you know. it's like maybe they're trying to get to know me, you know? Yeah. So I add them, okay? So uh, anyhow, you know, I went ahead and accepted the friend request, you know? But um, it, it, after that, you know, I'm waiting for this reassurance that they're trying to be a friend, you know? Like, uh, you know, I could have beaten cancer or won the lottery, and i just get crickets from these fucks. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, wait a minute, it's like... You guys, you know, come in my world and friend request me. And then, you know, I got this great shit going on, and it doesn't seem like you give a shit, and I'm pretty sure you don't. Yeah. So, you know. Unless and, they got a multi-level marketing scheme they want yeah. you to buy into. Yeah. yeah that, that's the other thing I was waiting for. Hey, you want to sell your house? I'm the guy. You know, and so, you know, and I almost did one of those fucking attention-seeking deals, you know. 
where you like, uh, hey, if you're my true friend, you'll comment here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, otherwise, I'm going to delete you and do a little spring cleaning and all that and blah, <laughs> fucking blah, you know, and all that cry stuff. Cry for attention. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, most of the time on those, I'd just be like, yeah, here, hang on, let me help you out. Click. There you go. <laughs> let me delete myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll show myself the door. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, you know. And, Whoa, and, then, uh, and then as it keeps going on, I start noticing this little fucking tattletale culture that we got going now. Especially yeah. fake book, it's really gotten bad. So, you know, I tease with good friends of mine, like Michelle always, you know, threatened to kick her in the mud button, and, <laughs> you know, or shove something up, you know, up her ass, you know, I'm going to shove that whole fucking whatever up your ass and, you know. Beat you and, like a rented mule. Yeah. And, and, and all of this is, once again, satire. Yes. Just bullshit. Yeah. Never do it, never even think about doing it in real life. But it's funny to put on, you know, yeah. to put on the net. And, it's like Ryan Reynolds and his wife continually trash each other on social media because it's funny. And yes. And they don't mean anything by it. They're both in on it. Yeah, the same thing. So yeah. someone like me and Michelle so. or someone like that, um, it we're both in on it, you know. And then she say something back like, oh, you're a delusional old man or whatever, yeah. you know. Take your meds, shit like that, you know. <laughs> and, and, you know, and people read her like, ah, oh, hey, hey, come here, honey. Look, they're at each other again. <laughs> you know, and, and, and it's just fun. So, uh then, you know, at first, every now and then, I'd get a little fucking note from Facebook. Hey, we see you're being a bully. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to smack your hand. So now it's like to where I can't even put a little bit of an offhand joke on there. They'll either give me a warning or put me in Facebook jail. Now the thing is, is I don't give a flying fuck about Facebook jail. I, I don't care. I hate fake book. But the problem is, is this right here. I need to keep up with my family overseas and in Canada and all this. And also um, promote stuff like this podcast on here. So I kind of really need it now more than I ever did. It's useful. It yeah, has it's useful. Yeah. So I kind of got to play this little fucking game that Fakebook does where these little snitches take and go. And, and I know there's about 10 of them. I know who they are, and they're probably listening to this right now, so yeah. fuck you. And anyhow, but the thing I want to say is I kind of had a little moment of clarity of why, of why I kept them around. Mm -hmm. And it's really, it's kind of more of an ego thing than anything else. Yeah. And what it is is I know that these little fucking trolls... You know, I control them. <laughs> because I, I used to put up stuff I know that would drive them nuts. But then again, they couldn't show that I could bother them because they're too busy trying to outcool me or whatever their little game is. So they don't answer. So I'll say some stuff that I know that, that would bother them and I would aim it directly at them. And anyhow, you know, and then some of them would answer, would say something on their own feed, uh -huh. but not say who it was about. Uh -huh. And I know it was about me, so I get a little warm feeling in my tummy, like, all right, look at this douchebag. <laughs> I got a, under their skin. You've got a summer home in their head. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and I realized that the only reason I have these little fucking trolls on my account at all <laughs> is so I can completely piss them off. And I think it's funny and it's amusing. But now as life goes on and I'm busy and I don't really have enough time for it, you know, I don't know if I want to keep them or not. Yeah. And, and you know, so douchebags, 
it's like this. If you guys look up and I'm off of your, uh, uh, you know, you don't see me anywhere, don't bother looking me up because you're blocked. Yeah. And, and anyhow, <laughs> I know who you all are, and I think you're pathetic little pieces of shit, <laughs> and always have. Yeah. But uh, here's the deal. It's not fun anymore. That's the key. But the other, on the other <laughs> hand is, you know, I go on all these vacations and have all these great pictures and stuff. I love my life. I love my job. Everything's going great. You know, Ooh, so nice coffee service. I want you to look at that and I want it to burn your asshole up. <laughs> so, if, so if you're still on there and I don't delete you, I know that your asshole was burning up because I'm doing so well and it's fucking awesome. So, you know, eat a bowl of shit <laughs> and that, don't die. That's the thing. Is, eat shit and live. Yes. That way you can continue to be miserable and you have the taste of shit in your mouth. <clears throat> that's, you know, <laughs> that's the key. As soon as they lose their entertainment value, they're just not worth any yeah, more yeah. time. Yeah, it's like, they what, really aren't. What the fuck do I care now? Yeah. yeah. You need a refill on your coffee there? Nah, I'm good. Okay. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm stirring it with my penis. <laughs> good thing you got a real tall mug of coffee. Yeah, there. that's right. Real tall. Ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Christopher. It's like the, the two guys. It's a uh, shot glass. It's like the two guys peeing off of a railroad bridge, and one guy says the other, "It's like, man, that water down there's a little cold, isn't it?" And the other guy goes, "Yeah, it's deep too." Oh uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But you know, Mister uh, Mister <laughs> Creepy already told us all about meat gazers. Yes. So. And, well, well, Mister Creepy did acknowledge that it's perfectly natural. To meet gays. To meet gays. Yes. I mean, I, I wouldn't do it over. I think there's got to be like a, a, probably a three-second rule, don't you think? Yeah, there might be like a three-second rule. You or, could take or... that first glance and you just act like you're looking at yeah. your shoes or something, but you take a little gander. And, you know, and sometimes, you, like I said, you yeah. know, like Mr. Mr. Creepy said was this right here, you know. Sometimes their penis does not match them, you know, <laughs> yeah. like this huge guy and he's got this little thimble dick, you know. Or if you see something really unusual that you've never seen like before. Like a huge meaty shaft and a fucking, and, and a little bitty fucking pop bottle fucking head or, or like something. a bizarre twist, an odd yeah. color, yeah. you know. Crazy maybe. peronies, you no, know, no. So, yeah. Clever tattoo, you know. Those yeah. buy you some Excessive extra seconds yeah. of meat gazing before the before a person can reasonably feel uncomfortable and say, "Hey." Yeah, yeah. But some you know, of them look like they have buckwheat in a fucking leg lock, yeah. and some people are like smooth. You know, it just, <laughs> it, you know. Yeah. When just, when your meat gazing approaches Joe Buck levels, that, uh, no, that's, no, no, no. that's yeah, what Mister yeah. Mister Creepy was talking about. Yeah, yeah. So Joe Buck is one of those guys that wants to. Well, he's perplexed because he so. does not have a dick. Yeah, that's true. He's like a Ken doll, I imagine. Yeah, he's just yeah. a smooth. Yeah, nothing. He, he very obviously has no balls. Oh no, probably no, has no. no dick either. Probably he probably just... also pronounces schedule wrong. Schedule. Yeah, yeah. that's probably it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Buck is next on my list for an ass paddling invisible. Yeah. 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 But yeah, when you're talking about your Facebook snitches, that that reminded me, you get that with. Um, homeowners associations a lot people who will lurk and come around and say hi how you doing and they're peeking in your backyard oh, is that a new flower know. bed you got there uh, oh, yeah <laughs> they're they're snooping for building oh, permits beautiful petunias or, or they'll just they'll, they'll call the city and have so the city how long did that take out. christopher to get your permit on that <laughs> yeah. did you call 1-800 dig right <laughs> 
And when I was delivering mail, there were a lot of people like that. You know, home home camera, audio uh, audio recording, especially video recording, just security cameras, was uh, very popular. Um, mm-hmm. And so a lot of them were motion activated. So it became a smart way to work to just figure wherever I go, whatever I do while I'm out here on the route, somebody's watching me or somebody's going to watch the video later. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I was intending to get away with anything, but at the same time, having that knowledge that there's a virtual boss hanging over your shoulder or a virtual customer hanging over your shoulder who sometimes doesn't have anything better to do than fuck with the mailman <clears throat> and they wait for you to do the slightest thing wrong and then they call in and inflate it way out of proportion just because they're bored or whatever mm-hmm. so i've never understood the going for someone's job deal yeah what kind of a psychopath wants to get someone fired uh yeah you may not personally like the guy but do you not want him and his family to eat? Do you want him out on the street for real? Yeah. What kind of a really piece of shit person would ever want that for anybody? And, you know, the, the easiest way I found to close that down was just, just reply, well, my union is going to have something to say about that. So yeah. I'm going to get you fired. Well, my union's going to have something to say about that. And then they'd shut up because most people that I've delivered to were either, you know, union or knew someone who's union or their dad was union or, or whatever it was, it was fairly you know union friendly environment generally the speaking the guy I work with killed three people and he still has his job because the union got him off so yeah, yeah once once I say explain to him he strangled an eight year old and it, it does two things it, number one it says okay I'm not helpless I've got a whole union to back me up so watch yeah. the wild threats and number two it says I'm just like you man I'm a, I'm a union guy going to work, earning his, his paycheck, getting his benefits, and going home at the end of the day, and that's really all well, I wanted to do. And if they do. really true believe in the union brethren, mm-hmm. they'd leave you the hell alone. Yeah. Because, so, I mean, there's supposed to be this union brethren, and I've been in a union yep. uh, for a long time, and uh, I mean, I'm not now, and and anyhow, you know, that uh, she metal number two, they, they can pretty much blow me, <laughs> you know. Well, I'm... Uh, NALC branch 499. I'm retired, but I'm still in the union, and I intend to stay that way. So every uh, every carrier who comes to my door is my postal homie. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's cool. You know, if they need a drink of water, need to come in and pee, uh, um, they're more than welcome. Okay, cool. Well, half the fucks in metal number two, fuck you. <laughs> Don't ever come to my house to piss. You're not going to like what you see. Yeah. But, any, but anyhow, no, if they really believed in the union brother and like they push Mm -hmm. they leave you the hell alone yeah and you know to a to a large degree um i remember a a lot of times working um it was it was extremely rare for union members to uh ever side against each other yes in favor of management i mean we would always have disagreements among members because you know not everything's always fair or even etc but when the bosses came by and wanted to know what was going on, it was always, nothing, it's fine, no problem. And, yeah. you know, if I saw someone screwing up really bad or doing something that was, you know, going to affect my job and, and stuff, you know, I'd go and talk to them myself. Mm-hmm. Or I'd talk to the union steward. And, and it's like, you know, I, I don't want to get this guy in trouble or girl or whoever. <clears throat> and 
So, and, and maybe what they were doing was, you know, authorized or sanctioned or whatever, I didn't know. But the worst thing I could have done was run right to management and blow the whole thing wide open. Because even if everything was already taken care of, sometimes that makes people have to recognize and deal with something that they'd rather just forget. Yeah. Yeah, the, you know, yeah. It's like, you know, do you tell your best friend that his spouse is cheating on him? Well, if you do, then they're forced to deal with it right then. Maybe they already know and they just don't want to deal with it, and they're going to hate you for making them deal with it. So that was kind of the attitude I took. Yeah. It's like, if I run to management, then everybody's got to deal with it, and it's all becoming... Well, I, but if I go to the steward and say, hey, this guy's screwing up, he's going to get himself in trouble, and it's messing with me... Can you talk to him? If and you have a strong was, steward, yes, sometimes it was no. If you have but, a strong steward that is actually for the people and not in there because of management, like what I had, mm-hmm. then you're okay. Yeah. But the steward I had was basically just a worthless fuck. Yeah. I, I had good, worthless bag of fat with a mouth. I had good union stewards my whole career. Um, okay. And. We had one union president that wasn't all that great, but <laughs> oh god, that was the norm with what I was, what I was winged on. Yeah, it was uh, the the presidents were the guys you seen when their election was coming up, and they'd have beer in the back of their truck. Yeah, and they call everybody out there and go vote for fucking Phil. He's the guy, <laughs> and he come out and pat Young back. Hey, how you doing there, Billy? And I'm like, I'm Mark. Uh, oh no yeah oh i I met mark you know like one of them thought my name was fucking cliff or something and they kept calling me that and and anyhow is like no matter how many times i corrected him and told him i was mark didn't fucking matter and anyhow yeah the only time we saw the presidents and the business reps was really when it was election time and another thing i really fucking hated about the union is they would come out and they would tell you, hey, man, you need to vote for this guy. He's in our pocket. I'm like, well, I don't like that piece of shit mm-hmm. because of the reasons you just mentioned. <coughs> and then, they, you know, they'd be like, well, you paid you paid a lot of money through your dues to get this guy, so you better vote for him. I'm like, no, nah, you know what? How about if you and him get the fuck out of here and leave me alone and I'll vote the way <laughs> I want? And, and I personally don't give a shit. Because, uh, excuse me while I cough for a little bit. You know, I mean, it, there's a lot of really good unions, but I don't consider the one that I was in that good or effective. I think they did yeah. a lot of stuff to hurt the people, in my opinion. Yeah, I it's it's like just about any other situation where you concentrate power, mm-hmm. you can do a lot of good with that. Or you can do a lot of harm with that. Yeah. And it, you know, if a, a union of, of workers, if the union is operated, you know, cleanly and above board and, and you know, all on the up and up, <clears throat> is very beneficial to the employees. But if management is doing all the dirty tricks and the shady things and the illegal things, then the union's going to be ineffective unless they're willing to get dirty too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, it's not the preferable system, but I have a feeling that's reality is management and union whatever the company and union, they get as dirty as each other in order to try to win their side. And then they all, they start trying to one up the other and then they start trying to do things in advance. And so given enough years, it turns into 
corrupt management in a constant war with corrupt union officials mm -hmm. and the business kind of is secondary to that it's like I, I hope the contract doesn't kill the company or kill the union you know because if we work together openly and honestly we can get stuff done but when does that ever really work you know if a business and a union have been at each other for 10 years or more then they probably don't like each other or trust each other well, and they're that, not going to work together for that's mutual that, benefit that's been <laughs> that's been my complete experience too yeah. was that right there <clears throat> is they hate each other yeah yeah and and i mean uh, and then you get to where it it kind of looked to me like the company would do one thing just to piss off the union then the union would counter it just to piss them off and mm -hmm. you actually became pawns in their game against each oh, other oh yeah I've, that's happened to me a number of times yeah. with the postal service and it's frustrating as hell you know especially i mean if you're a person who wants to get involved in you know, moving up through the ranks of the union or moving up through the ranks of management, then you got to learn all the ins and outs and the politics and all the backstabbing. And mm -hmm. all. I just wanted to deliver the mail, you know, clock in, do my job, clock yeah. out on time and go home and then not even think about it until I was there the next morning to clock back in. I didn't need any kind of drama or intrigue to keep me interested because everything I did outside of work was what kept me interested in the so when they play their games and we're all getting dragged back and forth with, you know, moves and counter moves, it's like, geez, both sides, you're just spoiled children. Why don't you go off in a corner and fight and leave us alone to do our jobs? <laughs> uh, man, what you want and what you get are two different things. Yeah. Pretty much always are. Absolutely. <clears throat> the key um, is to be happy with what you got. Even if you don't get exactly what you want, look at what you got and find a way to derive joy from it. Either that or get it out of your life again. <laughs> <laughs> this suitcase is not bringing me joy. I shall give it to goodwill. Yep. Yeah, could be a suitcase, could be a job, could be the car you drive. Yeah, uh, you know... Um... Anyhow, hang on. I was, uh, dang it, I, w I was uh, checking something out, but I just lost it. I was looking at uh, who, um, um, okay, we're talking about city market parking, right? Mm, I remember Anyhow, that, I can't yeah. find the article. I was just sh uh, sifting through my uh, paperwork here and everything and my, uh, you know, my <clears> prep. <throat> Uh, and anyhow, I can't find it now, but I had an article on, you brought up an interesting point when we were talking about it last week, mm -hmm. about who owns the parking. Yeah. And anyhow, um, I think that um, it's it's a parking app, and it's owned by a different group of people that has nothing to do with the city, if I read this correctly. And, uh, and they stand to make like a couple hundred thousand dollars a year off of it. Mm-hmm. Well, to me, that's not enough to implement what they're doing. Because I think that it's going to cause less people to park, and there's going to be less revenue there. You know, I mean, like I said last week, if people come there with $30, and, yeah. you know, they're like, well, I'm going to get some vegetables and hopefully maybe get some honey or maybe get a lawn ornament or one of those little, you know, those little cast things of a bulldog or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you know. It, that's like five, maybe ten bucks, and then they got twenty bucks left to get a, 
you know, some peppers and some cherries or what, you know, whatever's there, apples, then you're taking $10 of that and you're giving it towards the city and they're getting such a small percentage of it that it really doesn't make sense. And I mark my words on this. This, I do believe is going to happen. They're going to get halfway through it of the stupid idea. Yeah. And they're going to can it and they're going to scrap it like they do everything else. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they're just going to go back to the regular way. No explanation, nothing. And you watch. But there's going to be a lot of businesses and personal people hurt by this. Wow. Picture picture it happening with, say, uh, Kauffman Stadium. Mm-hmm. Imagine the parking was run by one a separate company mm-hmm. than the Royals. And the parking company could charge whatever they felt like for you to come in and park for the baseball game. However much they charge you is money taken away of what you can spend at the stadium. Uh-huh. So if you're having to pay you know, Fred's parking service $35 or $135 or whatever to park, that's less money that you're going to spend on the Royals at the stadium. Yeah. So the Royals think, oh, well, we're getting a, a percentage of their parking concession. But it's less than what that people would have spent in the stadium if they hadn't had to pay such an outrageous parking fee. Absolutely. Because anything, any any profit that the parking concession makes is money that the Royals didn't get. Exactly. Because people were bringing that money to the stadium. And yeah. The city needs to look at it the same way. People look at their if budget we, and then they uh-huh. decide, well, we can go to this one game. Right now, we're not going to be able to go to all of them or even half of them or even an eighth of them. Uh-huh. But this is money they set aside to go take the whole family out, go see a game. Chances are they got a special deal anyhow to go see it. Yeah, lots uh, and, of those. Yeah, so then you take like how 60, whatever it is, and take that straight out of there and just, it's gone. Yep. But real quick, I want to say something. Thank you, Aneth. She sent me a nice little message about her podcast and she loves it. Nice. And she can't wait for the next installment. That will be this one. And anyhow, we're recording it right now, so thank you very much. I'm glad you enjoy it, and we're going to have a lot more to go. And this stuff, this is just getting started. Yeah, we're, uh, we're still this, finding our way, so things yeah. will evolve a little bit. Things will get streamlined a little bit. This shit show is just beginning <laughs> to roll. And again, we apologize in advance for what this is going to do to your ears. Yeah. And yeah. your mind. Yeah, and your mind, yeah. Yeah. But and remember, you voluntarily overhears. stepped in this bag of shit. This thing's... <laughs> Exactly. We we set a bag of dog shit on fire on your porch. And you stepped in it. And you decided to stomp it out. <laughs> oh, that, you know, you want to hear a little, this is funny, you said a bag of dog shit. Yeah. Long time ago, um, there was this party house, and, and this one I worked at Justin Jim's uh, Steakhouse. Oh, yeah. Okay, and all of us partied at night, and the guy that worked there, he... He lived back behind Jess and Jim's, um, and uh, anyhow, he, uh, he, he, you know, he was divorced, and anyhow, so he had kind of like a party house back there. So me and a buddy of mine was sitting back there one night, and we're bored as hell, so we're daring each other to do stupid shit. So I told him, I said, all right, I forgot what he dared me. He probably ran around the block naked or something like that, you know. <laughs> Something stupid, you know, clucking like a chicken or, you know, or or like, I don't know, you know, just stuff that we could come up with that we could do. So I'm looking around. I look next door and uh, and 
I guess there's like some party or something going on, and neither one of us heard about it. So we're the only two tool bags sitting there at that party <laughs> house. We're just sitting there going, fuck, man, this is boring as hell. So, you know, we're doing this stupid shit that we're daring each other to do. So I, uh, I look out, and there's a house next to it with this little porch. I go, hey, I go, hey, go out there, take a dump on the porch, light it on fire, bang on the door, and then come back. <laughs> sure. No problem. So, hey, I'm sitting there, and I see the silhouette of him in the moonlight. This shadowy figure fucking squatting. See these fucking couple of turds come out. Oh, my God. And see him fucking throw up his shorts real quick. And, and all this is just a shadowy figure. Then I see him stooped over. It took him a long time to get this fucker lit. I see him over there laboring. And I'm going, oh, shit. So then he, like, throws some leaves or some shit on it. And finally, I see this little flame. And as I see this, like, he kind of clenches up, like, yeah! <laughs> I and, all of, fire. and all of this is shadowy, right? So anyhow, I'm like, ah, good, good, good job, well done. So he comes back. He sits down. And we're sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting. Nothing. We both end up passing out. So at 3 in the morning, I wake up, and I see, like, this glow. It's mm. kind of an orange glow through the uh, um, through the blinds. Yeah. What the hell? And I hear a bunch of rustling and shit and people talking. All of a sudden, it dawned on me. I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. He burnt down the house next door. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, anyhow, I get up. I, I go over there. And there's like four firefighters with this hose and a guy standing out there shaking his head and they're all laughing because someone shit shit on their porch, lit it, and it caught their porch on fire because nobody fucking answered the door. They were probably sound asleep. Maybe they're on sleeping pills or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude, dude, wake up! He's like, oh fuck, man, I'm on, I'm on probation. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go to jail. I'm like, dude, calm down. It didn't burn the house down, man. Nobody died or nothing. Listen, they're all out there laughing and stuff, yeah. <laughs> and the homeowner's like shaking his head, like, who the fuck did this? Uh. <laughs> so anyhow, <laughs> you know, while we're, you know, while we are on the uh, subject of shitters, I got one for you. Mm. Quinale, I think is how they pronounce it, Washington. And if I'm wrong, fuck you. <laughs> okay. So, anyhow, especially the haters. Yes. Yeah, if you find out it's Quinell or some shit like that, blow me. Quinoa. Yeah, quinoa. Yeah, it's quinoa. <laughs> quinoa, Washington. Yes. Yeah, a, a woman um, had to call 911 because she's stuck in an outhouse, pretty much face first, upside down. Oh, yeah. Oh my God! That. <laughs> I just had a redefinition of hell. <laughs> you fucking imagine that? Oh my God! <laughs> Do you want to know how this shit happened? I, think I say so. shit, tongue in cheek. <laughs> oh my. Fair warning, my gag reflex is is pretty light these days. So. Oh my God! I imagine hers. I'm going to keep a trash bag close. <laughs> you imagine her gag reflex? Oh, God. I sh- her Either either her nose and face was in shit or right next door to it. How could you even maintain consciousness? Lort. There's, no, there's no fucking way. So oh. how did she end up 
head first in a porta potty. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> I'll go ahead and read uh, what I have written out okay. from the article and proofread it or whatever. A woman accidentally dropped her cell phone in the hole of an outhouse in a national forest. A cell phone, of course. Yeah. So, she, so she's in this national forest, right? Yeah. Okay. So anyhow, she fell in trying to retrieve her phone. Yeah. Okay. So anyhow, um, you know, she had to be rescued by the firefighters in Washington State. This mm-hmm. was a state park, so the state firefighters. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So Brennan County, Washington Fire uh, de- uh, Department Chief Tim Manley said... The woman was um, at the top of Mount Walker in the Olympic National Forest. She had been using the cell phone while on the pod in the primitive outhouse when it, when it fell in in the, in the ship pit. I wonder if she was taking a selfie of herself crapping. And... Could have been. Like she's showing like his old outhouse and stuff. Like, hey, look at me. Oh, my God. If my cell phone drops in my toilet at home, I'm probably not reaching in for it. So <laughs> I can't imagine. I, I'm done. I'll get. I'm going, I'm going to fucking Verizon and saying, "Hey, what kind of deals you got for me? I've been a customer for 20 years. Give me something good." To what happened to your old phone? To hell with putting yeah. rice on the thing in rice. I'm not putting that thing near my face again. <laughs> well, the the the. Police Chief Manley said that uh, the woman disassembled the toilet seat and used dog leashes to hold her while she reached into the phone. Wow. Yeah. This wasn't just an impulse. No, 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 no. She disassembled. She was bound and determined to get her phone. So she took these dog leashes and made like this harness to hold her up. Well, guess what? (laughs) Slipped, broke, something. They broke. The harnesses snapped and the woman fell face first. Into the shit pit. Imagine a, a harness designed for a 25-pound dog wouldn't hold a 130-pound woman. <laughs> Who would have figured? <laughs> Not her. What could possibly go wrong? I'm gonna build. <laughs> I'm gonna build this harness. And I'm gonna get my phone. I'm gonna get out here, and no one's gonna know what an idiot I am. Wow, something to think you know, about. A lot but... of this was just like she didn't want to be known as a dumb fuck. Yeah. You know, she's she's probably like you know. I'm just going to get my phone out of here, and I'm not going to tell a word about this. Mm. So, anyhow, so there she is in the shit pit, shit pit face first. <laughs> oh, God. Okay? And so, so, luckily, her face was near the phone. So, I wow. guess she struggled, in her own words, she struggled for 15, 20 minutes. Oh. And then she had to, had to call. So she called 911 and told them, hey, uh, I'm at the top of Mount Walker, and I'm face first in the outhouse. Please hurry up and come get me. I wonder if her arms were stuck and she had to dial with her tongue. <laughs> Alexa? Alexa? <laughs> Answer me, you bitch! Alexa, please call 911, and Alexa will answer back. Call him yourself, you stupid bitch. We're getting into a porta potty. <laughs> Time to take yourself out of the gene pool, I think. <laughs> Alexa says, go home and kill your kids. Do the world a favor. You should not breed. I, yeah, just, I started thinking with, with all the things that your cell phone can do now. It carries your ID for you. Yes. It opens your garage door. Uh, it unlocks and starts your car. I mean, just all sorts of things. You know what so, it can't do? 
jump out of a toilet and back in your hand. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm thinking maybe she felt she had to get that phone back right now because she couldn't get into her car any other way. Oh, that could have been. And in that case, you, I'd you know, say this quit article depending. didn't cover that. You yeah, know, so quit, maybe quit so. putting so much. I mean, it's the old expression: all your eggs in one basket. If that phone is everything, then you can't afford to lose it because when you do, you have nothing. Have backup plans. Have keys to your car. Have have actual paper I th- documents I, of your ID. I think and we're shit. all guilty it's of like, that. Yeah. You know, I hate it whenever <laughs> one phone goes out and I can't transfer the data mm-hmm. because not only uh, credit cards, but like paying bills, everything is automatic. Even my schedule at work, yeah. think automatic. Yeah. And then you got to unravel all that shit. And some stuff you have special stuff on there that you've forgotten about. Mm-hmm. And, and then there's like these stupid trick questions that you just write some shit because you don't really know the answer. Mm-hmm. You know, so now I got to where there's like a certain phrase I put in everything. doesn't matter what the question is, I put in the certain phrase now. Mm. That way, if it asks me the secret question, I put in that phrase no matter what it asks. That's, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, it works out pretty well. I mean, you know, while we're talking about stinky stuff and all this, you know... <laughs> um, about 10 years ago, they decided they are going to come up with some different douche flavors. Oh. Yeah, but uh, they didn't go over very well. Wait a minute, who's tasting it? Uh, well, I, I I don't know if it's a taste mm. or a smell. Yeah. Well, on the other hand, you know, if, if a person would use the douche prior to oral sex, maybe that would be... Maybe that's what they're yeah. wanting to. But yeah. yeah, so what what kind of flavor goes well, well with vagina? We, we obtained, <laughs> we exclusively are crack staff here uh, at... Uh, crack two, staff, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here at Two Douchebags and a Microphone, we obtained a couple of we copies. We should know things about douches. Yeah, we should. <laughs> we ought to be experts. <laughs> Here's a spoiler, we're not experts about anything. No. <clears throat> yeah. Is that actually a spoiler? You think they're just like scratching their head going, yeah. If they needed, yeah, we realized this. Yeah, if they needed to be told that we're not experts and that we will lie to you if it entertains us, well, you're probably missing the point of the whole podcast if we have to be told that part. If you believe a fucking thing that comes out of our mouth, I question you as a person. Yes. If, if you believe nothing else, believe it when we say, look it up for yourself, find out for yourself, make up your own mind, yeah. quit relying on what and, other people and told you. And speaking of that, next week, probably or the week after mm-hmm. we have the special guest that just by chance Ooh. he runs into us every now and then oh, I we think prefer I know. to call him deep sky yes. but oh. he calls himself brandon that was the name he was using at the time you know we know it's not actually really brandon this but... guy is an expert on the deep state mm. and the big cover-up going on everywhere now listen i mean i think that a lot of what this guy says there's a lot of truth in it I don't believe all of it. I think it's like anything. People take part of the truth, and then they expand it into whatever. And the more you look, the more you can find information that will justify just about anything you choose to believe. Yeah. The The whole thing is, is this guy is uber intelligent. Very, very. Um, he, uh, um, very organized. Very organized. And he is a walking encyclopedia of this stuff. Mm-hmm. He believes it with all his heart. And... Uh, we're hoping to find him again here soon. We haven't seen him in a few weeks. Yeah. And he kind of got freaked out because we wanted to take a picture of him there with us. <laughs> Oops. And he uh, he didn't he wasn't having that. So yeah. I have no idea what Brandon's into or anything. As a matter of fact, he didn't even want to listen to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, anyhow, very very grateful he he 
agreed to talk to us for quite a long time. Yeah, so hopefully we will see him again, but if not, we have probably have about five hours of this guy, and he jumped in one day when we were talking about Jim Morrison and rock stars. Yeah, that's right, that's right. And uh, anyhow, that's he came we... in and was talking to us about Jim Morrison the day he died. His dad signed the Magna Carta, was that it? Or... No, was, he was saying that Jim Morrison's dad was uh, in uh, military intelligence. Yeah. And was was uh, directly connected to the Gulf of Tonkin incident, which justified the Vietnam War. That was the way it. it that was, was it. The okay. way it was conducted. Well, well, and then he was he was you know saying more. I'm not going to do any also, more spoilers um, beyond that. But new, we should just... numerology, the big satanic cult, all this stuff. And listen, like I said, I don't believe everything that he says, but whenever he speaks, I find it extremely interesting. Yeah. Extremely entertaining and thought provoking. He makes your brain yeah. do that little dance every time he talks. And yeah, as long as you're open to possibilities and new ideas and listen with that attitude, he's got so much interesting things, so many interesting things to say. And even if you don't necessarily agree with all the conclusions, there's a lot of inf interesting information along the way that is both... And and you know, a lot of it is factual. And, what he's speaking yeah, of is factual. and and uh, um, had a, a great impact on a lot of things. Yeah. He's actually the guy that uncovered the douche flavors for us. Oh, yeah, excellent work. Yeah. He excellent went to Massengill, and he did a big expose. <laughs> and anyhow, I mean, you know, the first one that went over horribly was uh, Bloody Mary. Oh. <laughs> they just did not like the name. <laughs> They thought Bloody Mary was just a very bad fit for a douche. Mm, I can just see the 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 ad ad picture. The where, where would they put the stalk of celery? <laughs> that might have been one of the problems. <laughs> that, yeah, that could be yeah, it. Yeah. It's like if you write a beautiful song that's called "Suck My Ass," then you know people aren't going to want to listen to it. So. I would, but yeah. Mr. Well, DJ, will you please? <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite song? "Suck My Ass." <laughs> Sorry, damn. It's just like I remember the back of Circus Magazine. I think it was Keith Richards, or no, it wasn't Keith Richards. Who was it? So, um, shit, I, I think it was like Nick Bocott of, remember the old metal band Grim Reaper? Mm -hmm. They was talking to him, they go, hey, what's your favorite ballad? He goes, Highway to Hell. <laughs> <laughs> Good comeback. <laughs> Okay, I think so, he was serious. Probably so. <laughs> so Bloody Mary is a no-go. No, no, that's yeah. no-go. And then after that, they tried to take advantage of the health craze, right? Yeah. So yeah. anyhow, back Eat then, healthy. <laughs> kale was a big item oh. back then. Oh. Well, didn't go over huh. so well. You no. Know? I mean, they took it down, and they took it down to, you know, the corner market deals and, and uh, you know, yeah. and... Uh, you know, oh, if you were actually getting like, you sprouts know. Sprouts said no. <laughs> Whole Foods said no. If you were getting some actual kale with it, that'd be one thing. But it's just the kale flavor. It was without just the flavoring, the, Without yeah. the nutrition. Yeah, that's, that's not such a yeah. good idea. It's just like a meme going around how, how to serve kale and it shows them throwing it in the garbage. Yes. <laughs> Nobody really likes kale. And no. if they say they do, they just want you to like it. Let's them, face it, so. it's a douchebag status. Yeah. So what do you go. have for uh, lunch? Oh, I had a kale sandwich. With quinoa. Uh, I, I put my hand up and walk away. Yeah. That's it. I do the talk to the hand, and then I leave. I don't even say another word. If I hear the word kale, it's like, no. I smell water and vinegar. <laughs> a kale salad is what a douche would be, right? Yes. 
Well, anyhow, Kale was a no-go. So, uh, okay. the, you know, then Massagill's like, shit, well, they wanted to go the complete opposite. Let's do some unhealthy food. Sure. So they came up with cotton candy. <laughs> well. Oh, my gosh. Um, I would think that uh, you'd want her to have a Brazilian. Otherwise, <laughs> you know, you start and get a little association in your mind. Oh, Babble Snatch. Babble, Babble Snatch, Snatch would have been a great flavor. Yeah. yeah. That Babble was a very Snatch popular dish. gum. Oh, God, yeah. Very popular oh, gum. Once you have Babble Snatch, you don't like any other gum. Yeah. Oh. You didn't uh, want to babble in any other snatch again. It was just, no, no, yeah. that was it. Especially Paul at 7-Eleven. Me and him love each other. <laughs> yeah. He sends me Christmas cards, everything. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> but okay. cotton candy went over horribly. It mm -hmm. went over like a uh, flaming pile of shit. Yeah. Like it probably should have. Ooh, let's so, hope they didn't do flaming pile of shit flavor. That, that would actually probably well, have a market now that you think about it. Well, you know, and then Mass and Gil, you know, the crack staff down there was scratching their heads. They're like, yeah. oh, you know what, then maybe maybe we need to, you know, kind of get on maybe the Latin tip. You know, mm -hmm. there's a lot of Latinas and Latinos in America. Yeah, broaden your, your market base and yeah, try to yeah. expand so into other markets. So we're going to do a little spicy. Countries. We're going to get a little warm here. We're going to, you know. Mm -hmm. So they came up with wasabi. Oh, wasabi. Yeah, well. Yeah. I guess wasabi Ow. didn't go so well. <laughs> you know, they were like, you know, man, I'm, you know, they're like, you know, it, it's hot, <laughs> has some flavor. You know, I mean, there's oh a couple fold on that. Not only the, the person <clears throat> that were, that's, you know, hanging around the brush, so to speak, oh. you know, but also <laughs> the person that was using the wasabi probably didn't care for it either. I imagine a lot of perspiring going on. As, oh, uh, uh, I, yeah. I, I met a man years ago who thought that Vicks VapoRub was an excellent sexual lubricant. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, I've got my Alberto, my Alberto VO5 story, but I will save that for another podcast. Okay. Let's just so. say it's not a good lubricant. <clears throat> mm. Okay? Let's just leave it right there. All righty. And besides that, someone listen to this podcast might know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, no spoilers. So it listen. This is your uh, this is your uh, 30 day warning. If you don't want this broadcast, send me a message. <laughs> when we mean that in the friendliest, most non threatening way possible. Absolutely. So that will be my cue to say it with names. <laughs> so so wasabi fell on its face. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, then they're like, you know, the crack staff down there are scratching their heads again going, what can we do to get across that, you know, that our douches are just, you know, we're the new kinder, gentler douches? We asked 100 people, what flavor do you want to sit on your face? Well, the next one was uh, Hot Damn. <laughs> what is that, cinnamon whiskey? Yes. Kind of thing. <laughs> so, you wow. know, they're, they're like, you know, um, Hot Damn. <clears throat> How can you go wrong with that, man? You know, freshens your breath and smash, you know, you get smashed. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. it's a great concept to think about, you know. The it's alcohol like, hey, content would probably help cut down on some UTIs. Hey, Willie, uh, what are you doing? Drinking? <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking? Hot damn? I'm doing shots out of, well. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> 
Well, I'm this using, container is really unique. I'm using this nice fur teacup. This is the coolest shot glass I've ever had in my life. <laughs> I think that was in an Alice Cooper song. Fur, that was Feed My Frankenstein. Feed My Frankenstein, yeah, I yeah, love that song. He referred Feed to... My. Uh, Frankenstein. He referred Fucking to awesome. licking an ice cream cone and uh, drinking from a fur teacup. A fur teacup. <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> Good old Alice. Yeah. Well, you know, Mass and Gale, they're over there going, what the fuck can we do? So, you know, they kind of decided to maybe, like, go to the fringe. <clears throat> maybe hit the country folk. Maybe hit the rednecks and the, mm-hmm. and the hicks up and stuff like that. So, yeah. You know, naturally, I went to a Skull Dip flavor. Oh, for when you're going down on the farm. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. yeah. got a so chaw full of, uh, you know, a mouthful of chaw, you know. So that yeah. would tend to be like a big menthol flavor. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, I guess you could go Copenhagen straight tobacco flavor, but yeah, oh, you'd start sneezing probably down yeah. there. That wouldn't be a good yeah. idea, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Wow. Yeah, no the whistling menthol. through the wheat field. <laughs> oh, oh boy! Yeah. And then you know, out of habit, you probably you know have to every now and then turn your head and spit. <laughs> <laughs> and that doesn't go over well. No. It's like, why are you doing that? <laughs> Did you get a hair or something? What's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, it's just the flavor. I'm. Mean... <laughs> yeah, I, this is what I do whenever I get around menthol. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> So, yeah, I can see that not going well. So well, yeah, that didn't go so well. So, you know, they're like, you know what? Well, we're going to try to appeal to the younger crowd, but not too young. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of, you know, maybe the twenty, early 20-something, maybe 18-year-old, you know. Yeah. Yeah, for the sake of staying legal, 18, maybe yeah. 18 to 25 or something like yeah. that. You know, yeah. that demo. So they went Lucky Charms. <laughs> I wonder if you can get the version... The virgin with just marshmallows. Did you say virgin? <laughs> I almost did. Did they get the virgin with just marshmallows? <laughs> I guess virgins could use it. You know, that's okay. So there's uh, nothing. The marsh. The, you get just the marshmallows. They were selling them for a while. Just the marshmallows. <laughs> you get the St. Patrick's Day version with extra green clovers in it. <laughs> 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 oh, these are tragically <laughs> suspicious. Or no, 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 they're magically delicious. Yeah. Oh, you start clicking your heels. Oh, <laughs> oh, these lucky charms—they they hit me spot. Mm. And then you'll hear her say, "Oh, you found the pot of gold." Oh, <laughs> if you're lucky, you'll hear that. Oh, you little. <laughs> Lucky Charms. Wow. Well, you know, that actually could probably work, you know, because people like sweet. Yeah. 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 And then you get to drink the milk water afterwards. (laughs) Okay. Now I can see how that didn't work. (laughs) There's no cereal milk after this. Well, you know, Mass and Gail's over there just scratching their heads going, we don't know what to do. Getting the wrong focus groups, apparently. Yeah. They got another group in and they decide, you know, crab. Oh, crab with a K. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, there's a crab flavored douches. <laughs> well, you know, seafood, fish, that's, you know, it just didn't yeah. have a good ring, you know, yeah. considering the subject matter. They just really, you know, crab just didn't really, yeah. Yeah. It kind of fell on its face, so to speak, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. like putting, you know, 
gold leaf on a chrome bumper. It's already, you know, yeah. it's already all that it can be along those lines. Yeah, so they're like, you know, okay, okay, maybe not crab. <clears throat> That's a little overpowering. Mm -hmm. How about a boiled shrimp? Especially around uh, Fat Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, with that spice and everything. Yeah. You could you well, could have you know etouffee and you could have gumbo and you could yeah. have jambalaya versions. You go any way with it nice. at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't like a good New Orleans celebration? Yeah. 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 Well, um, evidently did. that didn't do too well either. People no. weren't real crazy no. about the boiled shrimp, and they didn't really I just go kind of the, fell on its plate. Didn't on go for the Creole thing. crotch. No, no, okay. no Creole crotch, no <laughs> boiled shrimp, nothing. <laughs> No, bon ton roulette, none of that, nothing, gone. <laughs> nope, nope, just get the fuck out of here, you and your fucking boiled shrimp. Here, take yeah. your packet, take your spice packet with you. <laughs> See, if they include the spice packet with the douche, that could that could be a game changer. Yeah, because then you could always, if it didn't work out, you could always just go boil some shrimp. Yeah, go, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so... So anyhow, so then, okay. you know, the, the crack staff in Massengale said, you know, let's try maybe a snack or something. Mm -hmm. you know? So they went with extra sharp cheddar Cheez-Its. <laughs> extra sharp cheddar Cheez-Its. <laughs> Not even the real cheese, just the Cheez-Its. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just the Cheez-Its, those well, little see, square be... pieces of shit. That way you can get the marketing tie-in and, you know, Cheez-Its will help, you know pay the cost of the advertising because yeah. <laughs> with the crunch also so that way, you know you're eating some cheese it's you're like hmm this reminds me of something <laughs> like what are you doing honey <laughs> or else maybe right in the middle some cheese it right in the middle you <laughs> you think damn after this is over i really like to have some cheese it's <laughs> <laughs> Well, needless to say, the extra oh sharp, sharp cheddar Cheez-Its didn't go that well. So anyhow, they were they were forced to maybe go with some other direction. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyhow, so I can't wait. The, and the final one that we've uncovered or Brandon uncovered for mm -hmm. us, sushi. <laughs> well, for obvious reasons, sushi did not do that well as a douche flavor. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It was quickly scrapped in favor of uh, just traditional. But, you know, sushi would go well with the wasabi flavor as well. So if you get the two flavors together and mix them, a, a little wasabi sushi douche. Yeah. So let's see, wasabi sushi douche. I yeah. like that. Yeah, it kind of rolls off the tongue. Yeah, keep them well <laughs> away from the lucky. The tongue. Keep them well away from lucky charms and cotton candy, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of kind of surprised they didn't go for any like comfort food, hmm. like you know mashed potatoes and gravy. That would be a great that one. Could be, yeah, maybe or tenderloin. A tenderloin. Tenderloin flavored douche, you know, and then, or you know that would go with the mashed potatoes and gravy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, corn dog. Corn, corn dog. dog. Yeah. You hit everybody at the fair with that. Yeah. How about? Uh, and you know people like oh, a deep fried Snickers flavored douche. 
I think that is one. I right think there. that that would probably sell really well in a certain demographic. You know, well, everyone who likes came the home deep fried and foods. She had these yeah. different flavored douches. I mean, that one would went out clearly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you'd, yeah. You'd have like a. It's nah, like dessert. No, no kale. <laughs> the, the peanut butter flavored one is sounds okay, but I kind of need some jelly or something to go with it. The kale um, one is the one you have to use on, uh, like, during Lent or something. You know, yeah, right yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's Lent. I gave up meat, so I'm going to eat this stuff with, like, virtually no taste, you yeah, know. So. Yeah, I gave up the, the really tasty douches for, for Lent. For so Lent. Yeah, we're using this the shows God I'm serious. Kale and... You know, God looks down and goes, oh, kale? <laughs> You're going to heaven. Yeah. That's a lot of dedication to eating yeah. that bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, Eating like, that scam. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's 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 how I know God doesn't want us to eat kale because God doesn't want us to suffer. That's true. God loves us. He it's doesn't in, want us it, to eat it's kale. It's biblical. I'm pretty sure yeah. somewhere it says kale is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, maybe it doesn't. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, but, well, let's start the rumor as of right now. Kale is bullshit. Kale is bullshit. And yeah. if you like kale, you are an insufferable prick. Remember that that plastic parsley they used to serve on your restaurant plate? That stuff tastes better. That actually is what kale is. They just they just got better at you know printing out the plastic. Oh, it's so like it's, today's artificial turf. You can't tell from grass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. kale is that artificial parsley. Yep. It, it never doesn't actually grow out of the soil so much as it is you know 3D printed out of plastic. You know, Mark pellets. Zuckerberg likes kale. Mark Zuckerberg is kale. Yeah, he's yeah. He is coconut oil infused kale. He is. Wow. That makes me want to hurl just right now. <laughs> coconut and kale. Hey, um, did you hear about the uh, creepy dolls that uh, keep appearing on Texas beaches? No. Dolls like like blow up dolls like life size. One of them was the first one was a blow up doll. Ooh, okay. But there are others. Yeah, there's a lot of others. Um, anyhow, uh, these, so this uh, was like not all at the same time. It just no, had... no, no. This is over time. They're still Ooh. appearing. Oh, creepier. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Well, there's a, you know, there there's shells, sea creatures, assorted creatures. You know, they wash up on the sandy shores of these uh, Texas coastal mm-hmm. uh, um, beach every day. You know, about thirty miles northeast of Corpus Christi, researchers okay. yeah. at Mission. I think it's, no, Arkansas, I think it's, no, Arnas. Sorry about this. This is printed out, uh, running out of ink. And anyhow, <laughs> researchers at Mission Arnas Reserve uh, find all these uh, things, you know, and these dolls. Lots and lots of the dolls start just started showing up on this beach, you know. Hmm. They're missing their hair and limbs, and, uh, and they're encrusted in barnacles, so it makes them look really creepy. Yeah. You know, the dolls have been appearing on this Texas barrier island for years. Oh, wow. So yeah. it's not like a container went overboard and they're going to wash up for a week or two and then go away. No, no. Uh, anyhow, okay. Jace Tunnell, the director of the Mission Ar- Arnosis Reserve at the University of Texas Marine Science Institute, told uh, Southern Living, which where this uh, article came from, that the dolls seem particularly drawn to the uh, area between Padre Island in Martagola Island. Mm. And Padre they, Island's where people used to go for spring break. I think they still do, but yeah. it's not as popular as it used to be. Yeah. Uh, researchers say that the 40-mile stretch of coast twice a week looking for sea turtles. 
marine mammals and endangered bird species. So, you know, they're looking for birds and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, sea lions, sea turtles, what have you. So, anyhow, he describes the creepy dolls and other debris as a, you know, as a, it's just a perk of the job, you know. Yeah. They're sitting there looking for, you know, these species, and then they find these crazy-looking dolls. Uh. And the reason these dolls look crazy is because they've been manipulated by the sea, and they have barnacles on them, yeah. like, you know. It, um, you know, every day is something new, and, and you know, it said you just find everything that you possibly could in these dolls. I mean, I wish I could show these pictures on here, these dolls, because they are very creepy looking. Well, it's something they, someone could probably pretty easily find just with a quick Google search. Just type in creepy dolls washing up on Texas coast. You'll well, probably find it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyhow, he, he thinks that they're coming from Mexico. Hmm. And they get, um, you know, a hurricane hits there, and these are like a child's dolls. Oh, they get swept in. And he said they carry very well. Coastal And the current dwellings. will take them from that particular area oh, in Mexico yeah. that gets hit by hurricanes often, and it carries them to that specific place in Texas. Yeah, yeah. They can track the, the currents and find out where something came yeah, and from. And think about a doll. A doll would float, and it's really light, so it could go probably anywhere. Yeah. To me, the bigger mystery is, uh, um, I told you about Ocean Manor before, you know, and that's where me and Val used to go. We're not going to go there anymore mm -hmm. because it's really become, like, just real shady. But this is where Dennis Rodman hung out all the time. Oh, and, wow. And he'd be in a fucking idiot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and anyhow, uh, um, anyhow, Ocean Manor, one of the reasons that they got really popular was uh, they had a, a giant cross show up there. Real heavy cross. Oh, wow. Yeah, just show up there on the beach. And mm. they call it their holy gift from the beach. I have a lot of pictures of it because we stayed at Ocean Manor a lot of times. Yeah. Well, at first they thought that this came from this church in Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and uh, during a hurricane, they thought it was it. Then they sent the church pictures of it asking if they wanted it back. It did not come from that church. Wow. Nobody knows where it came from but is an extremely heavy cross mm -hmm. and where it landed is where it stays and they put a shrine around it. It's really neat. Wow. To me, that's more of a mystery than the dolls. Yeah. So, that still would freak you out to walk up on one of those creepy looking dolls. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as a matter of fact, I mean, would you even take it home? No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I was, I was starting to wonder maybe some of those dolls were, packed full of contraband but that seems like a pretty inefficient way to move it and why would just a few dolls get washed overboard and I, I think if someone's going to try to smuggle something into the country in dolls that they would be in a truck and not just yeah you know what i never thought about that like being full of cocaine or something yeah or, yeah but yeah it doesn't make sense why they'd be in the ocean washing up at random well, that, times. That, that marine biologist, I think, probably hit it on the nose. <clears throat> it goes over there, and you know, a hurricane goes over there and destroys houses. Yeah. And, you know, it takes, like, these light things, like dolls, tosses them in the air. Yeah. They end up in the ocean, and then the currents bring them to that mm -hmm. part of Texas because wherever the, um, is, um, evidently it's a place in Texas, or in Mexico that gets, that's very prone to hurricanes. Yeah. You know, it's like one of the hurricane tracks. Or it's kind of like Lake be... Charles, Indiana, uh, uh, Louisiana. Yeah. You know, that gets hit every year, sometimes two or three times. 
It could even be like the hurricane is picking up uh, out of the garbage dumps. In, yeah, that's true. Along the coast and of then some of those dolls towns, are so or, light and uh-huh, they're float, they floatable. You know, the rest yeah. of the stuff either gets it breaks down or it or it sinks or something. But these dolls are light enough to float and be noticed. Or, so yeah, there's there's a number of different ways they could get into the ocean. But yeah, the fascinating part is seeing what months or maybe years floating in the ocean has has done to the to the doll itself. Well, that's true. You know, while we're talking about Texas beaches, I got another story. Do it. Okay, a dolphin stranded on a Texas beach has died after being harassed by beachgoers. Oh my God! Yeah, I, no. I heard about this. Fucking idiots. Oh. Apparently, the uh, morons uh, tried to ride the poor creature. <laughs> so, anyhow, what happened is the sick animal that he was found on Quintana Beach, Texas, was pushed back into the uh, sea by concerned citizens. Uh, and uh, animal aid was called. Mm-hmm. Well, during that time, while well, animal aid was called, it took them a while to get there. So uh, soon after, you know, packs of low-budget inbred hilljacks, uh, you know, <laughs> yes. tried to ride the sickly creature. <sighs> so they're over there taking selfies. These fucking hill rods are on top of them going, hey, look, ma, look, I'm riding a dolphin. You know, <sighs> when meanwhile, they could have spent like 110 bucks and rode a healthy dolphin. And, but no, they're out there and this creature's God. sick. And they're on top of it, taking fucking pictures. And Ugh. that's what kind of fucking hill rods these fucks were. Jeez. Everything you know, exists for their entertainment, whether it's a living creature or not. They just don't give yeah. a crap. So anyhow, you know, they're, they're riding this uh, sickly creature, and they're putting all this you know, unusual amounts of stress on its weakened heart. So, you know, so the animal died, you know. Basically, oh. his heart gave out because these fucking hill rods are on died top of it. Died in agony having, and terror Yeah, have, and having a fucking party. To, and so, you know, it, probably I'm thinking it's like this. is a learned behavior. You know, the dad was riding the mom in front of the children. So it was a learned behavior. Mm. It's like, oh, okay, so you jump on top and just start riding whether they care or not. So anyhow, you know, I, I could go a little further into these fucking hill jacks and God. Say like maybe the dad rode the daughter, but you know yeah. that that would uh, that, that would a lot yeah more you know think. I hate to go into that type of a deal you know <laughs> and, uh, incest and uh, we are two douchebags and a microphone, but you can call us douches. Love them or hate them, the NFL has it dialed in on entertainment and everything. It really does. Um, you know, I used to follow the NFL very closely I could tell you you know pretty much the starting players on any team <laughs> and on a Monday I could tell you who played who and what the score was at the time it was important to me and I really enjoyed it right now it's well the birds are having a party yes they are anyhow <laughs> but right now it's it's just not that important to me yeah. uh, I enjoy watching it but I have trouble sticking with it through the commercial breaks that yeah. is a that's a huge issue that I've noticed too. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless it's the tell. Chiefs, yeah. you know, yeah. and it could be a very important game even. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be like divisional playoff, and the next our next opponent is going to be whoever wins. I still, if they do the back-to-back commercials where they come back and they have a timeout for a for a call, and then they come back for the two-minute mm-hmm. warning, then they come back another timeout. It's like. No. Yeah. My favorite, favorite as in ironic or sarcastically favorite, is the team will score a touchdown, kick the extra point, and then they go to a long commercial break, mm-hmm. come back, have the kick off and run back, go to a commercial break again. Yes. It's like, seriously, 
they, they kicked the ball off. It went into the end zone for a touchback. The clock never even started on the game. So literally no time has elapsed in the game. Yet here we go to another commercial break. Oh, I know. It drives me nuts. Uh, yeah, the last and, two minutes last as long as the first three quarters. Yeah. Um, I've got a question sure. along that line. Though. Okay. Do you buy no? <laughs> uh, okay. Well, this is just would you or not. Yeah. Okay. The NFL. Now, it had been talked about before, and, and I've thought about it, too, and I have my answer. I pretty much uh, think I know what I do, but it depends on a couple of things. But anyhow, okay. Now, uh, it's been talked about, like, you can pay for the games or a subscription. Oh, yeah. That is not a commercial fee. You know, like you can go on Amazon, and they'll go, do you want the free version? Mm -hmm. Which you have the Geico and the progressive commercials in the middle of it. You yeah. Know, yeah. And, uh, you know, every five minutes you get a, a homeowner turning into their parents or, you know, yeah. or, or <laughs> flow or something. Don't forget the boner pills. You always oh, got to have the ads yes. for the boner pills. Yep. So, yeah, you get these in the middle of them every like three or four minutes. So, okay. Would you pay? And how much would you pay tops per year to not have all those annoying commercials? For football, I don't know what they do. Would they just keep it right there on the field and then show what each team's doing? Like, uh, oh no, let's say uh, Andy Reid's over there talking to Mahomes, and it's real spirited. They're both like using yeah. their hands, you know. Or interesting thought. Think back to the early days of satellite TV, mm -hmm. um, when it wasn't really an established industry it's just people realized hey we can build and construct these satellite dishes cheaply enough to sell to individuals and they can aim it at the same satellites that the networks are using and get their network feed yeah and with and by getting the network feed you avoid all the commercials and you also get to see what's going on during the commercial break of live sporting events you know, they usually keep the cameras on. So people were watching Monday Night Football, and then they'd see the host say, okay, you know, off to, you know, we'll be back after these messages. And the people watching this brand-new satellite TV, they'd see the guys just standing around, shuffling their papers, you know, and say, oh, well, that, that player was kind of an ass, wasn't he? Yeah, he was scratching his balls earlier. And, you know, just all the stuff that they never intended to go out on the air, uh -huh. but it was being broadcast unencrypted, free and clear from their satellite. I do remember so there a little was, bit. Yeah. You're talking about the huge satellites that you used to have to turn. Right. Those, yeah. the, those big 10 to, 10 to 12 one. foot diameter yeah. ones. Some of them they were, were mesh uh, and some of them were solid. Like paper mache, yeah. shotgun, uh, um, fiberglass. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I remember there was a Larry King show where Larry King had gone off about the people watching on these, you know, new satellite dishes, and they were pirates, and they were stealing the the, the signal. And oh, they that would make no me feel rush. good. And everybody who was calling in to the Larry King show was was saying, "Well, I want to, I did have a question, but I guess since I'm just a pirate and a no good thief, I guess you don't want to hear from me." And then they'd hang up, caller after caller was doing that because Larry, Larry King had a call-in show. Yeah, I remember And his callers were saying, well, I'm watching on one of your you know, illegal satellites that you talked about, so I must be a pirate and a scumbag. So, and then, so he quit taking calls. 
And here was this Larry King show. You know how he showed the phone bank there? You know, yeah. The thing was just, every light was blinking like crazy, and he's refusing to take any calls, and therefore running out of things to say with his guest. And I asked my uncle, who was watching this on one of those satellite dishes, what's going on? And he said, and he explained how Larry King had just insulted the majority of his viewing audience by calling them thieves and pirates. So then the, the networks... Well, I could have called him a thief for taking money for his show. Oh my wow, little low-rider wannabe uh, riding one of those little toy uh, motorcycles. Look, look at that little fat bitch on that little bike. Yeah. yeah. Go over there and just Man. push him over and watch him skin his knees. Hey, dude, really sorry you have such a tiny penis. You gotta ride one of those. Sorry, sucks for you. Yeah. Um. Oh, but, uh, you know, Larry King was stealing money from the network that paid him to have that god-awful show, too. Yeah, so no kidding. It have been two different ways. I mean, it's yep. like, look, I'm stealing your god-awful show, but you're stealing money from the network. So... Oh, yeah, and then the networks got smart and said, okay, we're going to start encrypting our signals. Yeah, I remember and that. And that spawned a huge industry of decoding, decoding boxes. Decoding it, yep. <laughs> and, you know, it was it was like, you know, the people inventing steroids and the people inventing destroyed tests. It's yeah. an arms race. Or modern day, unlocked fire sticks. Yeah. It's like someone's mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, you know what, I'll go in here or, and, and I'm going to unlock everything. And then they catch up with it and then the fire stick you bought from yeah. fucking... John somewhere, you know, have no yeah. good, then you buy another one from fucking yeah. Bill somewhere, and yeah. So they had that war for a while with the decoding boxes, and finally someone gets smart and said, you know what, this is here to stay, we need to find a way to regulate it, and monetize it, and, and mainstream it. And that's when you got, you know, set dish TV, and direct TV, and those things started showing yeah. up. Yeah. And it was like, overnight, those giant Satellite dishes you were seeing in people's backyards were just junk. People yeah, would try to I remember sell that. them. People were trying to get Nobody rid of wanted them. them. No one would come the, and get them at no. large items. Like, they set them out at the curb and say, please steal this. And nobody touched it because it was worthless technology anymore. So that was Yeah, it was overnight. Yeah, yeah, it was overnight. So it, 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 when... Uh, well, and then one of those became, remember for a while there, it became good for porn. And that was it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. You yeah. can pick up all sorts of pirated signals. That, yeah, the perms in the area, mm. they'd have one of those big dishes still going. Oh, yeah. You could probably aim it at, like, a you know, satellite-carrying feeds from other countries. Yes. We don't have the same regulations as the U.S. does. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. So, so yeah, they, uh, so if you were having a subscription service to watch the NFL games with no commercials... They've learned their lesson from that. They're not just going to let you, you know, see nothing happening or the camera man well, scratching himself. I would himself. predict that this would happen. Okay. If that ever happens, I don't think it's going to happen, number one. They make too much money from the sponsors. Yeah. They're too embedded with everything. You know, State Farm, you yeah. know, and you need your Mahomes, you need your Rogers, and all those guys. Oh, all of me. this just supports the NFL. So if it ever did become this, what would happen is you get all these little emblems everywhere in the corner. Yeah, yeah. Presented by State Farm, presented by Progressive, you know. Yeah. And that's... It's like trying to look at a NASCAR driver's uniform or his yeah. car and actually see what color it is. You can't because of can't. All, the, all, the all, all the sponsor there, patches. Yeah. So, yeah, that would they would still find a way to get sponsorship for the times that you aren't seeing the quote-unquote commercials that you would expect. 
But what you will see is maybe they'll throw in a, a, an interview with a player, and there's a, you know, a big can of Coke sitting there throughout the entire interview, or a bag of Doritos, or they'll make references to DraftKings and FanDuel. They which will advertise somehow. Yeah, those will all be worked in there. So we'll still get the advertisements, but just in a slightly more palatable form. And then they get the benefit of the people who didn't subscribe to the non-commercial version. They miss out those old segments. They'll package those and broadcast them later on TV, commercial TV. You're right. So you'll get the, the product placement that was in there to begin with. Then they're going to sell commercials for it, too. They'll get double paid on that. So it's, it's going to work out you know, money, money, money for the NFL. They're going to sell us on the idea that we're not seeing ads. But we are. Yeah. Have I ever told you about my uh, prank phone call uh, deal that I used to do? No. Phone booth? Well, uh, this is the old quick trip in Belvedere, the one right off the highway, right off of uh, 71 or 49 or whatever, mm -hmm. at 155th Street, down there in that little pit there, right off the exit ramp. There used to be a quick trip. And one day I'm like in there getting a soda or some shit, right? And I noticed. The phone rang. Is this probably a drug deal or something? Yeah. And some guy jumps out of his car and starts answering. I'm like, huh. I didn't know those things had numbers. <laughs> not only did I not know they have numbers, I didn't realize that people fucking answer them. Yeah. The, the idea of calling into a payphone didn't occur to me until I saw someone do it on a TV show. I was like, what? Yeah. You can like, do that? You can do that? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just one way you got on there and said... Hey, uh, uh, I'm down here at the Quick Trip, man. Whenever you want to come down, you know, I, I got the uh, I got the pet cage and the uh, and the rubbers, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, anyhow, so I walk over there and I get a pen from the guy in the Quick Trip and wrote down the numbers. There's like three of them, and they're like you know in a little semicircle and. Back in the days, I mean, like you mentioned the other day, how nasty that was. Yeah. Some guy get up there and start spitting all over the phone, talking, and then you go pick it up right after. <laughs> yep. And, and, Jam it right up oh. to the hole in your face that you eat through. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Now when I think about it, I cringe. Oh. So anyhow, it, it, it's probably a dirt bag from Belvedere anyhow with no teeth. <laughs> you know, fuck. So uh, anyhow, I get these numbers down. And uh, anyhow, one day I'm over at my friend Davies and we're bored. And I go, hey, man, I go, I got something we could do. What's that? See these three numbers? Yeah. There's a number two, the pay phones in Belvedere Quick Trip. Oh, really? <laughs> Let's just call up and fuck with people. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. So, you know, we we call up. And the first time, it took a long time. I don't think anyone was there. Someone answered, hello. Hey, you know this is pay phone? I go, hey, you know, uh, you're a dickhead. You know, just, it just starts screwing with them. Go, yeah, you're a piece of shit, man. Hey, you know who I got right next to me? Who? Your mom. Ah. And, you know, people get pissed off. Fuck you, bitch, and all this stuff. So, uh, anyhow, we, you know, we, we call them up and harass them. People get so fucking mad. You know, we get them so mad, they threaten to kill us. They're going to come over, and we're like, well, you're going to kill me when you don't know where I'm at, bitch. You know, this is before, this is in maybe early 90s at the most, late 80s, whatever, somewhere yeah. in that time frame. And, I mean, it was just, I mean, we had nothing else to do. So we'd call up and just get people so mad. Davey used to do this farmer impression. And he used to tell the guy <laughs> that his fucking goats were in his yard. And he was mad. Or, you fucking cattle trampled my fucking sheep, you bitch. I don't have, I don't have no farm. Yeah, you do, you son of a bitch. I know this is you, Mr. Johnson. 
You get your ass over here and you get my dead fucking sheep and you better fucking bury it. If you don't, I'm going to come over there and I'm going to slap the stupid out of you and that's going to take all day because you're pretty fucking stupid. And he would just keep railing on him and the people get so mad and argue about, I don't have a farm. I ain't got no farm, you dumb son of a bitch. And he would just keep going, ain't got no farm, you dumb son of a bitch. And, and these people get so mad. So uh, anyhow, one day I'm over there, I'm like, hmm, you know, it's starting to get boring. People get mad, then they hang up. Then a lot of people just go, ah, eh, fuck you, you know, and hang up. The smarter ones do. Yeah. And although I question them answering a payphone. And everyone <laughs> yeah. goes, oh, you know this is a payphone, don't you? You know, it's like, okay. I heard right. that one before. All right, hang on. Uh, 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 oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, what, what do you do? I noticed there's a White House right behind there. So, anyhow, I'm like, hmm, okay, all right. Everyone always wants to know where I live at. I guess I'm going to live in that White House right behind the payphone. <laughs> so, anyhow, you know, most people are just kind of like they hang up and they don't want to go to that White House. This one guy that I was fucking with just constantly going, hey, you piece of shit, man. Yeah, you just don't sound right without a dick in your mouth. You sound completely different. Yeah, you ball gargler and all this stuff, man. You you smell like chode. And this guy's just getting fucking madder than hell. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Where you at? And I go, you want to know where I'm at, bitch? Yeah. Now, over there. Look to your left. Oh, no, no. Not that left. The other left, moron. Okay, you see that left over there? See that White House? Ugh. I'm right here, motherfucker. I'm looking out the window. I'm waiting for your fucking fat ass to come beat me up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna smack the stupid out of you, and I'm gonna do it in front of everybody. I'm gonna call people over to watch me smack the fuck out of you. And this guy's getting mad. Oh, you son of a bitch! I'm gonna fucking kill you, man! And you know, and I'm pretty sure the guy went over there. He was so mad. So he was so mad that he didn't even completely hang up. I heard it go click, and then it fell on the ground. Uh. So he didn't look back or nothing. And anyhow, I hear a car peeling out. So. I don't know about that guy in that White House, but I'm pretty sure he got into a pretty good fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, anyhow, he and looked the, at the police blotter the next day. Man in White House beaten to death by, out, by it, outraged well, there, was, there wasn't an internet, so it was like one of those well, deals where I had to wait for one of those little uh, regional uh, magazines, you know, like the South Side or whatever, the yeah. Grandview Circle or whatever, the, the Grandview Dick Smack or whatever. <laughs> you know, one of those stupid little fucking mags to come out. South Side idiot, whatever. So, uh, hey, I never did find out, you know, and I didn't want to know. I was afraid someone might have got killed and that whole scuff up, you know, but yeah. Could be. It was, it was at the hands of entertainment, so I justified it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Were, were you briefly entertained? Oh, I was entertained for a while. I mean, there especially the guys that just continue to get mad and just continue to try to insult you and one-up you without a brain. Yeah. And you continue, like Davey, just roll over so many insults on him. <laughs> and they just keep getting madder and madder and go, oh, yeah, fuck you. Oh, my God, you got me. Yeah. Oh, oh, you went to the F-bomb. Oh, someone get me some iced tea. Oh, my God. Oh, the pain. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and uh anyhow so the fine the finality was um i just calling down there and this is later i got bored with it and i went back to it and uh this chick answers and i started saying something you know just started blathering some sort of shit to try to piss her off she goes mark wallace <gasps> uh, 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 oops <laughs> who is this this is danielle oh fuck what are you doing calling a payphone? 
Uh, long story. Hey, she busted me. That yeah. was the last time I called. I'm like, fuck, man. I just, that, that's it, man. Sign no for fun God. anymore. It's done. Yep. <laughs> Cancel Christmas. Yeah. Pharmacy's closed. <laughs> oh, anyhow. Uh, that was my uh, phone booth prank call story. So this has been more two douchebags in a microphone. You can't get more douchier than that. It's how much more douchier is none more douchey. This is the douchiest <laughs> that douches get. And anyhow, we're quite proud of our douchiness. So there you go. Anyhow, um, once again, this is just, this is entertainment. Anything we say is not to be taken seriously, literally, or anything. We're just a couple of douchebags talking in a microphone for entertainment purposes only. And if you're not entertained, that's not our fault. It's still for entertainment purposes. So get across. We're entertained as hell. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Find a different hobby and listen to two douchebags. There you go. So anyhow, fuck off till next week. Or actually, <laughs> we'll probably release another episode here before next week. But anyhow, at least you have this to cram it up your fucking pie hole. <laughs> Dig yourselves, baby. Yeah. Out. Go die, fuckheads. <laughs>